0: You're listening to Cosplay Bites, the podcast that takes a closer look at the world of cosplay, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Brought to you by the Lightning Palace and proudly sponsored by Anchor. Join me as I discuss a variety of topics and conventions alongside the joy of bringing your favorite characters to life. Alright, we're just going to get right into this. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites. Uh, yeah, I'm totally recording this on a different day and not the same day I recorded the last one. No, no. Uh, <laughs> so this is going to start off my, uh, PAX East coverage. Uh, again, just wanted to say thanks to all of you and thanks to the, uh, people at PAX for, uh, sponsoring, I guess is the right word, um, a media pass to help cover the convention and, uh. Hopefully, my uh, blog content and these episodes, the next couple of ones, can give you a good idea. Um, so, for this first part, uh, I've got with me my buddy, Mink, the Seder. Hello. Hi. So, yeah. Um, if you've been following my social media, or somewhat, uh, I we, di- we didn't get to see each other at the con, just because... We just couldn't meet up with each con. other. Yeah, it is a big con. So, I was sad about that. But we're here now. And, um, yeah. So, let me take a quick peek. Uh, again, the current blog post, uh, you can see on my blog, Um, by the time I share this publicly, um, all my packed East posts will have been up and running. So, you can get a glimpse at, like, all the game impressions and... All that good stuff, which I won't get into because that's what these next couple of episodes are for. So, PAX East 2020. I've been there before. Mink's been there before. I went all four days. You went Friday to Sunday?
1: Yeah, just three days.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I figure what we can do is we could just do a day-by-day kind of thing. So, Thursday for me, uh, I got to the con somewhat late um because of things going on with other family members uh leaving for a little while so i had to drive them to the airport which thankfully the train station was right there so i got there i want to say close to noon uh i got lost in the city <laughs> trying to find my hotel found it checked in left my bags, ran over to the con picked up my badge and I didn't really do any quote-unquote work. It was more so uh, getting a lay of the convention floor and, like, knowing what booth to hit up afterwards. So, um, yeah. um, As I mentioned in the last episode, um, some of the big um, presences there were uh, Square Enix with Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out next month, and Nintendo, with their Animal Crossing new horizons coming out in two weeks and yeah other there was like the indie mega booth uh discord had a, had a
1: big booth as well or wait was it the th- um no it was baldur's gate sorry baldur's gate, baldur's
0: gate yeah it had,
1: had a very big booth and yeah. um harmonics had a big booth as well
0: yeah with their fuser I believe. yeah it
1: looks like it's the next rock band but with djing I didn't get a chance to do any of the demos that they were offering. Didn't quite get a good sense of what the gameplay was like while I was like checking out their booth. But I have a couple of musically inclined friends and diehard harmonics fans who are really amped for the game. So I imagine it's going to be exciting when it actually drops. I have no idea when it will drop. Yeah, it is not the most exciting game that I was pumped for at the event. But there are some really good contenders.
0: Good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't try the Animal Crossing demo because I heard it wasn't that good because all it did was um, drop you in with four player co op because that's a thing you can do in this new game. So you didn't really. Yeah,
1: have- I figure I'm just going to play it when it comes out. If you're familiar with any Animal Crossing IP, Then it's pretty similar no matter where, like what system it's on. So there will probably be some tweaks to include the co op, but I didn't really see an overwhelming need to wait in line to demo the game. Now at PAX, they did have a huge setup where they basically just created a slice of the world of um, Animal Crossing. That yeah, was, it was very reminiscent of even just like the original Animal Crossing. Like, it
0: was, it was they awesome. Had,
1: they had a little house that you can pose in front of. They had um, a stream and like they had the ocean where they played a cool um, visual effect where it was like the floor had like some LED panels in it. So that it made it look like the waves were coming in and out, which was very, yeah. very cute. Cool. Um, and they had some like small props that you could play with. And then they had yeah. some, folks coming out in large character costumes. I think there were three. They had Tom Nook Slider Slider and, and Tom Nook. Yeah. 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 Not that I'm and... a big fan of the franchise or anything, not like I'm super hyped or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Both like, of tr- these things
1: are true. I am very excited for yeah, it.
0: Yeah. And then I tried I tried to get in the Nintendo store line because some of my friends that I hung out with on Thursday, the only day they went, um, spent way too much money. And they still didn't get everything they wanted to, so they're like, you know, like, hey, if you can get me some of the stuff for my girl, for my fee, uh, for my wife, then uh, I, could, I easily pay you back. I tried. Well, the on word the last... on
1: everyone's lips was the Isabel enamel pin.
0: Yeah, I got the Isabel pin, but I, I'm gonna give that to my brother because uh, he both loved Animal Crossing, and he is a murderer with Isabel in Smash. It's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah I tried on the last day because the way it worked was the Nintendo store line would fill up so quick that they would cap the line and every 15-20 minutes or so they would open up and see what more people win I got there Sunday last day my last shot I was done with everything else I tried I got there at like 8 o'clock say. I waited 2 hours 10 o'clock till they opened up the floor i sped walked to the i had to go to the other side of the convention for the animal crossing booth where the store was four minutes the line was capped lord that's a no and, from the boss and i was like i god and then when i eventually did get into the line uh all the pack east exclusive animal crossing stuff was gone
1: oh sure there were a lot of people who were um getting in line and then getting in line again on a different day or even like later that day. Cause there's no way to just tell that someone has already been in the line. So it was just like, people yeah. were just getting in line. I, from what I understand, a lot of folks were capitalizing on the exclusivity. And so there were po- folks who were taking some of the merch and then just putting up on eBay for pretty jacked prices, which is nuts, but Stupid. You, you can't, you can't stop the
0: can't stop scalpers.
1: No, you really can't
0: yeah uh yeah that was pretty much my thursday um friday i got in i booked it to the and it's funny so i booked it over to the final minute seven booth i was able to get a ticket for the demo which really excited me but then flash forward to i think the monday after and they were like hey oh, yeah. no here, need. here's the e3 demo that's a, or here's no the demo from november that's a little longer than the one that you played at pax East. it's free on the playstation
1: network like oh but oh I mean, yeah and it was really pretty like you know what the gameplay looks interesting um i'm not sure how i feel about it yet simply because of just like i don't know i i only watched it i didn't actually play it um but just seeing the, like you have to go through kind of these toggle menus to go from one person to another because they took what was a turn-based combat system and turned it into a live action combat system. Um, So there's, there's some like, you just gotta get used to it. And I imagine over time you'll be able to, but in the demo, you only manage two characters, not three. So I imagine it's gonna be a little chaotic when you're managing three. And I think it's going to be a little chaotic when you are in the middle of, like, actually fighting multiple enemies, especially, like, during boss fights. Because the boss fights looked a little bit woof.
0: Yeah, I was I was very impressed. Um, I got to pose on the Harley Daytona or the Harley oh, Davidson nice. motorbike that was at the con. So I'm, I'm staring at the picture right now because I got some hard copies printed out. It was sweet. I love the booth. I mean, like, you know what? The experience of, like, waiting in line and trying out the demo, even though that they gave out a longer demo, like, after the con, it was fun. Same feeling I had when I was able to try out Kingdom Hearts 3 um, the year before it came out at New York. It was a lot of fun. And funny story. Um, so I hung out um, on multiple days. I hung out with my friend um, Dylan. Who's uh Princess Giggle Snort, if you've heard of her, or Bun Witchy. Um, she gave me this really cute Kingdom Hearts pin yeah. that I now have on my hat. But um we we were hanging out with um two of her former co-workers at um WB Games, and I guess one of them had an issue with the demo ticket for Final Fantasy 7 Remake because they wanted to try the demo, and we ran into one of the guys that worked there at the booth who I, I and I recognized him immediately. He was the uh, community manager for the game or for Square Enix. So, like, if you guys have watched the E3 press conference when they showed off all the FF7 remake in depth, if you remember the guy that came onto the screen and was like translating stuff in English and he started out with less mosey, like that iconic silly line, that was the guy I met. And That's he was cool. like, he was like, so you still having trouble with the tickets, because I guess he was notified a bit later, and, and they were like, yeah, so he looks at, like, all four of us, he's like, you still want to play it? He just he just whips out four demo tickets, right like, here, go have fun. So, I essentially got to play the demo a second time.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: But, I, I am immensely excited for the game. Um, I did a lot of shopping, and because uh new york comic-con may be a no-go for me this year because of uh life and um the fact that uh my best friend is getting married that same weekend
1: oh yeah in tennessee it happens
0: yeah so i mean you know what it's fine
1: i missed it one year for a wedding as well like it's just convention no convention is worth missing an important life milestone no
0: and um, it just
1: it stinks because you're like, oh, man, I am going to have this like fear of missing out. But
0: it yeah, is what it is. But um, so I'm trying to sum up Friday before I give you the give you the range. Sorry. <laughs> um, what? I tried out a couple of games. They're all on my blog. One game that I immensely fell in love with after being invited to try it out is a small, cute little game called um, Coffee Talk. So the premise is you are in Seattle, you're a barista, you own a coffee shop, and the gimmick is you're in a world where fantasy creatures are melded, they like, they, they coexist with humans. So you got like, mer people, succubus, elves, orcs, all the likes, uh, cat Kisune people, and you just, you serve them coffee and you'll listen to their stories. Because and it's explained early on in the game like what the main objective is oh. of this game. but that it's very wholesome, very relaxing. like I love the background music, the art style is perfect. Um, the people at the uh, the company were very sweet. They <laughs> they gave me a press kit, which I guess was a thumb drive of all the demos they had. Come on. But I can't access it because Mac owners. <laughs>
1: Oh, so is it Windows only or is it?
0: I guess so. But the cool thing is Coffee Talk, I wanted to get it. So I was like, oh, well, is it not on Steam? But then I learned it was on the Nintendo Switch. I was like, oh, perfect. (laughs) Just what I needed. (laughs) I uh, feel like
1: Switch has been picking up a lot of indie titles lately. I'm Um, very
0: happy about that.
1: I'm guessing it's because the indie titles that they've picked up have just been met with so much positive feedback and success that it makes it a lot easier for Nintendo to take a chance and to invest in some more indie games because they've just been so out of this world. And like I'm thinking in recent memory, um, 2018, they... Um, Got Hollow Knight for the Switch. Yeah, and Hollow Knight did incredibly well with the Switch, and now they're amping up Team Terry's is amping up for a Silk Song. I was actually kind of hoping that we'd get any sort of buzz at PAX East about Silk Song, but unfortunately, we didn't. Um, Team Terry is, I think, they're an Australian company, but they were not present at um pax east in the expo hall but they there was a lot of fan merch which made me very happy
0: did you buy so it? i got
1: some plushies and pins of course you did of course well you did. listen they had a zote <laughs> plushie and i was gonna get in on mighty warrior zote plushie they also had quarrel and they had hornet because silk song was coming out um and they had the night but i didn't really feel like getting the night because uh, the company that was selling it, Fan Gamer, has been selling the Night and a um, a Grub plushie since literally like 2017. So I didn't feel any spectacular need to go out of my way to get those plushies because they weren't right. new. Yeah. Apparently, they also have a Grim plushie, which maybe I will get. But I wound up getting a Grim pin instead, and it was really cute. Uh, I really like that series it. too. It's a really good title.
0: <laughs> I got a cute little dragon pin from. Maybe it was Fangamer or another booth. It was a cute little dragon pin. And they also had um, cute dragon coasters. So I bought two of those. Uh, Filthy Casual was there. I was originally going to get just a... It was a pullover. But then I had a mishap where I had I had a pair of their joggers. It was the mm-hmm. stone joggers, like the white-ish, grayish one. And I didn't realize this, so like every morning I would go to Dunkin' Donuts and grab a cup of coffee and breakfast and just walk. It was a 20-minute walk, not that big of a deal. But unbeknownst to me, the coffee was slightly dripping and mm. the spots on my pants were very noticeable. And this was on oh, Sunday. so did
1: you buy like pants?
0: I bought another pair of
1: pants. Oh, there you go.
0: They were very nice and they gave me a good discount.
1: <laughs> well, there you go.
0: Yeah. And, um, I bought a nice hat from, uh, Meta threads. They were there very interesting clothing company. Um,
1: some of my pins were there actually. Who? So, um, a little while back, I, um, was hired by a gaming company called foam brain games. Okay. to do designs for a dnd set of enamel pins and so they were like free reign just design something we want a DD adventuring party and so i was like all right well this game this gaming company is a little bit more progressive so then you know rather than make uh pins that are like more or less the archetype like oh boy fighter female cleric old dude wizard i wound up kind of flipping the script and making like, I had, you know, this beautiful black girl as the wizard and I had um, a gender non-binary cleric, like, and I just kind of like went to town. So um, they loved them. And so now that they've been selling them for the last, like I want to say a year and a half, um, they've been selling these enamel pins and they had a presence again at um, at PAX East and uh, they got a whole new shipment in, which was a big deal because Every convention I've gone to that Foam Brain is present for, those pins sell out immediately, which is awesome. I'm really happy for them. But it yeah. also sucks because there's one in particular that's a very popular one, I guess. It's this fat red dragon where he's got a little fireball that is a separate pin where you can put it you know, up by his mouth so it looks like he's beating fire. Or you can put it over by his butt so it looks like he's farting fire. It's really your choice. Um, <laughs> oh, it's such a cute pin. But like i've had a lot of friends and colleagues like be like can you pick me one up and the answer has always been i'm really sorry they're sold out so i was able to pick up a couple for some friends recently and that made me happy because i'm like here have this pin that i designed
0: <laughs> yeah why not why not
1: um but they are wikiq and um they're not up on the foam brain games website presently so the only way that you can get these pins is to go to a convention and find them so they're kind of like a scavenger hunt item mm.
0: uh-huh. um what else so friday night roam around uh i got to go to the after party that acer held uh i ran into one of the girls that i followed one of the cosplayers that was there uh danielle Nicola, who was working for acer helping promoting their party. And I guess just the company in general, she was in an interesting, another computer hardware based, like cosplay ish. It looked really cool. I saw her. That's when I saw my friend Dylan for the first time. And she hooked me up with a a large Acer bag that included a giant mouse pad. That's now on my uh, dresser, like on top of my dresser to cover it from the dust and a hat. So that was sweet. And um, I saw Jenna Lynn Mowry there on that Friday. Um, Went to the to party. A lot of fun. Spent time with a lot of friends. Had a lot of nice uh, comments said about, you know, me getting a media pass, saying, uh, you know, so proud of you. Like, you've worked so hard to get to this point. Uh, They gave out free hoodies. So I got one. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Mom, for me getting more hoodies because you told me not to because I have too many. Uh, I, I wasn't going to pass that up. Uh, it was free, free hors d'oeuvres, free drinks. Pretty sweet deal. I didn't get back till, let's say, two in the morning. <laughs> so I had my fill. Um, how was your Friday?
1: <laughs> so my Friday was pretty interesting. Um, I got up early so that I could finish making a costume that I decided I was going to make like days before the convention, just like a completely random last minute thing that I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, So that was interesting, mostly because, um, uh, and I shared this with a couple of people, so it's it's not new information necessarily, but, When I went to get in the car to go to the convention, uh, I sat down, as one does in a car, and uh, the zipper (laughs) for my outfit, it was very tight-fitting, and it was, like, I, for some reason, I bought the, like, crappy, cheap, like, non-name brand zipper, so that split open, like, and it was fixable, and I fixed it within, like, two minutes, but it was, like, a really... Like, it was a very scandalous costume malfunction uh, (laughs) to say the least. It was just like butt hanging out to the world. Like, it was basically like lower back to like maybe three or four inches under my butt were just like hello open. I was just like, oh my God, I can't sit down while I'm at a con. Like, that's (laughs) not going to work. It's not true. It wound up being a complete anomaly that this even happened. But I was just like really cautious the rest of the day.
0: right right so
1: um that meant that when i went to do my panel i wound up not sitting to do my panel and i told an entire audience of like 200 people like hey everybody i'm not gonna sit because i have already had my zipper burst open and yes it was a sexy cosplay malfunction but i do not need you all to be a part of that even though (laughs) yes technically My panel was intended for folks ages 13 and over. It was not going to be that kind of party. (laughs) (laughs) And what was amazing is so um, two of my uh, cosplayer friends were doing the panel with me. Um, I was the panel lead and moderator. So they wound up, I was like, you guys, you are welcome to stand, uh, like to sit. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. We are going to stand in solidarity. Solidarity, yeah. You know, shout outs to... My Girls V Cosplay and Expletives and Thread because they stood the entire time. They did not have to, but they stood the entire time because they were just like, no girl, if you're standing, we're standing because we stand together. It's beautiful, it's very beautiful. So the panel was Cosplay um, Drafting and Draping, which was a panel dedicated primarily to pattern making or people who might be afraid of pattern making, particularly for sewing, because at this point, I think everyone and their mom has YouTube channels and step-by-steps and guidebooks and all of that for making foam armor. And that's why you see like mm. so many people are able to access and produce foam armor with cosplay, but where you really see a divide are people who are like, oh, I don't sew. Like you'll see people with beautiful, meticulous art, like armor work. And then they'll just look at you and say, oh, I don't sew. I don't know how to pattern or like, I don't know how to make that or sewing is scary. And what's I'm like a sewing needle. What's that? <laughs> yeah. What's basically, basically, Yeah. What's
0: the sewing needle? I don't know that. How do you do this? Right.
1: Right. And so like, I feel like I've been put on this earth to demystify a couple of things like leather work and sewing are the two things that I'm like, no, they don't have to be hard. Like the entry point is very easy. There's a low entry point, high ceiling. So yeah, like there's a lot that you can learn. But for the purposes of cosplay, it doesn't have to be challenging or scary. It's actually quite manageable. So I wound up, um, I proposed it way back in, I want to say like October time, trying to get more people interested in doing their own sewing and pattern making for cosplay, particularly if they are non standard sizes. Like, you know, not everyone is going to fit the Yaya Han bodysuit. She's got, too many bosom and not enough ass for like relative to a person like me. So like when I use her pattern on the occasion that I've had to like, I've had to modify it substantially just because she is a different proportion than I am. And Mm. I think she expects that. But like, if you go in buying a pattern, especially like a cosplay pattern and say like, I am a size small and then you cut a size small and then you're like, why doesn't this fit me? Like, so that was kind of the demographic of people that I was trying to reach and just be like, look, you can make these things. It's not scary. It's really easy. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. So we did not really do a PowerPoint because this is like one of those raise your hand, raise your hand if you've ever been to a panel. And it's just been like PowerPoint. A lot of us do PowerPoint based panels. It's easier to prepare for. And it's easier to just like put things up and then talk about it because then you use it as a guide point. Mm. I know I have been teaching. It's easy to do because then you don't have to like look down at note cards or whatnot. Um, What we wound up doing is I think we probably ultimately spent 10 minutes like with between like prelude and doing Q&A. And then the remaining 50 minutes was spent doing live demonstrations.
0: Oh, that's So good.
1: we had a camera like a, a live cam where we were just projecting what we were doing <laughs> up on the giant screen. And that was a lot of fun. We had a wonderful time. Like the audience uh, had a great energy. Um, we had a lot of really silly moments because we were allowed to. And it was just it was a good vibe. I think hands down is the best panel that we've done to date that's great. Oh, it was amazing. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I hope that the people who went had as good a time as we did, who like did it. Cause, um, it was just, just generally, genuinely speaking, it was amazing. Um, and I know that there were a couple of people who came up to us after the panel and said like, Hey, I have heard talk of this or that method for making a pattern, but seeing you do it versus like hearing about it made it look a lot less scary and I'm like, well that's the point. It's not scary. It's yeah, fast yeah. and easy. That's why we're showing it. Right. Um and then as always we spent like an hour afterwards uh answering questions off to the side because there's never enough questions in a q after a panel. There really isn't because no. I mean So my friends at Nerd Caliber did do on Friday a q sure, Their yeah. entire panel was here's a bunch of cosplayers, ask them questions. And even they didn't have enough time to answer all the questions in the Q&A. There just isn't because there's so Mm. many questions that could be asked and so wonderful to have the opportunity to like talk to other cosplayers and be like, this is what I'm working on. What do you think? Mm. Um, So that was, I'd say, the most thrilling part of my Friday experience. I did try to go to the expo hall, but it was challenging because I was wearing a costume that obscured most of my vision. So going to the expo hall was really kind of a bad idea.
0: Right. This was tentacruel. Yep. Yeah. That was great. Yep.
1: And most of my vision was obscured. It was fun. I liked the costume a bunch, um, but it was rather, rather difficult to like actually look at booths when I couldn't really see anything above like chest height.
0: Right. Was that the only outfit you brought or did you bring another one?
1: for friday
0: well no for pax east in general
1: oh no i wore a different outfit every day please i can't can't be seen wearing the same thing every day my word
0: no 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 like i meant like did you okay so i imagine like the other cosplays you wore were easier to manage
1: no no (laughs) (laughs) okay so context context for the listeners you live what an hour and a half away from boston sure I live 20 minutes from Boston. Okay. So there's no yeah. need to like, you know, I if I don't like what I'm wearing, I can just go home. Like that's an option. I can go home and come back in the same hour won't have pe- finished. Right. Like, so I could just be like, all right, hi, I'm in something new now. I didn't do that, but like when I'm, when I'm living in a con or like, you know, when I'm like, when you have a hotel at a con or when you live just really close, like I was, it's a lot easier to be like, all right, I'm gonna wear something today that obscures my vision because whatever.
0: <laughs> I live yeah, here.
1: Not? Yeah. If I don't like it, I can change. Right. I know not everyone has that ability. Um, but that's one of the and you know, I I pay the rent twelve months out of the year so that when PAX comes around, <laughs> that's not actually why I live <laughs> out where I live, but it does make it really convenient that when yeah. Pax comes around, it's so close that it's just like, not really a big problem to take a lift or um, to drive in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't wear an outfit at all for this con just because I wanted to not have too much stress and worry about a cosplay falling apart. Even though yeah. I would have, I would have, even though I would have just brought my casual prompto, which I mean, nothing can really go wrong and like I did bring my polaroid camera but I didn't actually end up using it to take like memory photos so yeah
1: Friday I, was a challenge because I felt like there weren't as many people in costume
0: yeah so when Saturday came around that's when I kind of um got over my like introvert shyness and asked a bunch of people in outfits that were in cosplay um like could I take a picture for um my cosplay post that's up on my blog and like i mentioned this in the last episode like usually um you can tell <clears throat> the state of the like pop culture gaming comic like community at the time um depending on like the cosplays that were there so in particular animal crossing new horizons final fantasy 7 remake those were the two big standouts what did i see final fantasy cosplays in general like i saw a sorceress idea i saw lulu i saw a crap ton of tifas clouds and Aerith. i also saw a lot of cute isabel cosplayers <laughs> and uh yeah that was pretty much the state of cosplay at the moment i mean there were some i think there was some league of legends cosplay some overwatch
1: um oh my god if you went to the top floor of pax at 3 o'clock, there was all the League of Legends cosplayers. Probably not as many as there have in years past, but there was at least 50 to 60 League of um, Legends cosplayers God. all in one spot. Critical Role was really big this year. um, oh, As really? was um, Acquisitions Incorporated, which was kind of like the spiritual successor to like the Adventure Zone and Critical Role. It was like the one of the first successful um we're gonna do uh like a dnd campaign and record it uh sessions in the last 10 years so that got some love as well so you know it's it was hard to pick trends like in cosplay like it had been in years past like last year was right around the time where um kda had dropped from league of legends so like there was a lot of kda at pax east uh in 2019 yeah. but 2020 it just felt like there wasn't one particular unified theme everyone kind of did a lot of different things of course league of legends is going to have a lot of people doing it yeah. but uh critical role had quite a number of people as well and to see a non-video game have that much cosplay representation, I think is very telling. It's the reason why conventions like PAX Unplugged are doing as well as they are, is because there is a hunger and a demand for it.
0: Yeah. And there were certainly some vendors there that specialized in with the tabletop, specific with the DND kind of thing, like selling like all these gorgeous wooden cases for your dice and then just dice. So I'm gonna and- guess
1: those would have been like elderwood wormwood um, oh there's one other one it's like i want to say it's like northern dwarf forge or something like that sure
0: we'll go with that wormwood i definitely remembered the name like just dozens upon dozens of dice magic the gathering they had a booth there
1: well of course Um, magic the gathering is not done that game, that gaming system, like, that game will be around like, sharing cockroaches. Like, it will survive the apocalypse.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got my little notepad here of notes I took of the games I tried out. Um, another game I tried out on Saturday was a game called, um, Skull the Hero Slayer from, uh, Niawas. And that was a cute, it's a cute little uh, it's got gorgeous pixel art. Um, instantly gave me a Metroidvania kind of vibe. Um, it was also like kind of like a rogue-like game. Like typically, I mean, the only game I could think of was um Rogue's Legacy, where you play a, this lowly knight, it's a skull knight, and you basically have to go rescue your king, that's been kidnapped by the humans or whatever, something like that. Um, you have various moves throughout the game and I guess one of the big things is that you can take off your face and change and grab another face which gives you another like class of abilities so like okay you have a variety of abilities with each face so like the your main like default face like one of the abilities was um you could throw your head and damage enemies and either it reappeared after a cooldown or you can go pick it up and it instantly comes back to you but then there were other faces like um one turned you into this like giant hulking berserking beast where your moves were slow but you also hit pretty hard and then another one you turned to like a jester where one of the the main move was like you were throwing your knives like a set of knives out at the enemy like also you had like different attack styles like combos um every room is different and then every time you die your enemies get stronger and um i didn't run into any checkpoints but there were checkpoints um basically in the style of um ins and items item shops where you can then keep the items if you buy them so i didn't really run into them so like every time i died i started out at the beginning so i don't know if it was just because i was bad or maybe it just wasn't in the demo build that they had, but it was a really cute game, really good. Um, and then I was approached by a developer for the um, a game called um, maybe you've seen it because they their booth was quite large. It was um, Midbits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That one was pretty popular. Pretty much everyone that I've spoken to who stayed in line for demos had good things to say about Nudesit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. Yeah, the guy invited me in, uh, had a developer walk me through it. Um, It's an action online multiplayer game. And the premise is you start out as a decapitated head and you get a variety of bodies. And these bodies, much like the faces in Skull they give you abilities to hurt your opponent. Yeah, apparently diver-
1: that's like 2020's game mechanic is swapping heads and bodies. I don't right. know what's up with the modularness of it, but, you know, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. um, There was a variety of modes. So there was a deathmatch mode, um, a mode called Kick Brawl, which was essentially Rocket League. Um, let me see here. Another mode was called Toy Hunter, where you basically, you're out fighting around, and the specific special toys will appear. And they glow as you get closer to them. And you basically grab the toy and you hold on to it as long as you can to rack up points. Until either, I think you either meet the point goal or the timer runs out. But then when you grab the toy, everyone knows where you are. That kind of remind reminded me greatly of the uh, uh, Shine Sprite grab mode in mario kart if you remember that
1: i like barely remember i didn't play that version of mario kart very much to be honest with you right like i don't know i was
0: it would be me... mario
1: kart 64 i was kind of like the rest oh, was...
0: this was way past it i think there's i one... know of
1: course yeah of course but mario <laughs> kart 64 was where i was at
0: yeah um, Yeah, the
1: gamecube one was fine
0: double dash was great um and then they had other modes which weren't really well they were playable um the toy box mode was basically you can build your own map and then there was a playground mode which was mainly for exploration but it was very frantic um i remember doing the kickball one and i got one of the special bodied, where basically i got the body of a t-rex and nice. direct shop and i scored a couple of points <laughs> and uh yeah it was a lot of fun um I'm
1: low-key devastated that you haven't mentioned the game I'm the most hyped for from PAX. Like, literally devastated. You have well, no idea what it is. I didn't tell you, but I'm like, how are you not talking about this?
0: Soon. You, 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 when... when you I wonder let if me, you know which when, one I'm talking about. When you let me know, maybe I do know which one you're talking about, but I'll let you say it. But So, I am running a giveaway on my blog's account for uh, free uh, steam keys for the open beta. That came out the day my impressions post did. So, uh, I mean, if you go find the post about Mizbits and follow the instructions, I can give you a steam key. I tried, I used one myself. <laughs> womp womp, it's Windows only, I'm out of luck. <laughs> So, so window, have,
1: Windows users only for your giveaway. Windowed,
0: yeah, Windows users only. He said that they're going to look into other platforms and they're trying to get into consoles for um local couch co-op because this is all online. So uh, yeah, I believe I have three left. Three Steam keys left. And I'm also doing another giveaway. Uh, Probably starting... Maybe I'll start it today. Yeah. So I also, uh, in my many visits to the Final Fantasy VII booth, uh, they were handing out posters. I got a couple for some friends of mine, or for some people, one streamer friend of mine, another friend that reached out at the con, because she was like, oh, can you get me these shirts? Like the Final Fantasy VII Remake Cloud shirts? And she PayPal'd me the money. Uh, To my unfortunate dismay, much like the Animal Crossing shirts, they too were sold out on Sunday when I tried to get him, So
1: no. I, refunded,
0: I refunded her and I like, I'm so sorry. I can at least give you two of the posters so that you can have both of the images up. So I have four posters that I'm mailing out to friends. I have one poster left that I'm probably going to do a little mini giveaway. So that'll be, I don't know, maybe later today. And then there were a lot of other stuff, but I'm doing more episodes. Unpacked East, so I will go into them at that time. Uh, Okay, what game?
1: Oh, come on. You didn't know? Maneater! Maneater? Oh my god, did you not see it?
0: Did it have a big booth?
1: Yes, it had a very big booth.
0: What did it look like? What did the booth look like?
1: I mean, the booth was... It looked like a giant line because everyone wanted to play it. Let me lay down what the premise of this
0: game is. Lay it down, because I probably didn't even see this.
1: Oh, my God. It's everything. It comes out May 22nd. I literally marked my calendar on, like, every (laughs) game system that matters. Um, (laughs) In this game, you play as a shark. You are a shark.
0: Oh, is that where and, the shark heads you were get coming
1: from? upgrades. So you get to be a lightning shark. And you get to wreak havoc on things. Okay. That's the game. It's like everything I wanted Goat Simulator to be, with just as much carnage as I wanted Goat Simulator to have. Um, so that's so where all the, the shark demo heads was what coming was from. being okay. played. And the demo starts out with the introduction, like the tutorial section. Is some like Nat Geo light version of like some documentarian with like a really placid accent being like, This is a shark, like, this is how a shark swims, and that like teaches you how you're supposed to do it. And then, like, the second you do something that you're not supposed to, it's like, This is unusual behavior for (laughs) a shark. Like, that's the demo, like, that's the beginning. Like, that tutorial section was. On point. They're beautifully executed. So just like I literally, I like went by the booth so many times. They're like Mark your Calendar. I'm sitting there like May twenty second, right? And they're like, Yeah. I'm like, what is it for? They're like everything. And I was like, no, really, that's not an answer. And then like one of the guys who was just like in the line, like he didn't even work there, he's like, It's for the Switch. It's for the, you know, Xbox. It's for the PlayStation. It's gonna be on the PC. And I was like, all right, well, I'm covered.
0: So it's like, it's like the goat simulator and the goose game got married, had a baby, and was like, eh, "Sharks, let's put in but a shark."
1: It's like, and somehow GTA was the uncle.
0: <laughs> yeah, because the second, the stank second stank you did, it. yeah, it got, got some
1: GTA esque stank. <laughs> i am so here for this game i cannot wait i have a friend who just like does streaming grinning hazard cosplay and i'm like buddy what are you doing on may 22nd because you're canceling your plans he's like wait why i was like because that's when the game comes out and i need to be there i need to be in your house while you stream it i don't want to play god i do not want to play i I want to watch i want to consume someone else playing it i want to be there I want to like live in that moment. Oh I'm like the best I'm the best streamer's audience cuz I'm like I just wanna watch you do it and then I want to yell in the background while you do it. Probably something victorious like yeah or get up. You know, <laughs> things like that. I'm a very encouraging backseat gamer.
0: You are. I offer I much.
1: It. I offer much.
0: <laughs> um yeah so that's where all the shark heads were coming from okay now i know what yes, you're talking about they yeah. were all
1: coming from that that's yeah. the big one they had foam shark heads that's what, that's
0: what yeah games. that's what i'm referring to yeah um i got a nice little little other badge that i was vip at the after party so that was cool
1: but um, you didn't come to my saturday panel
0: i'm a horrible friend i'm You're sorry because i've never i've never been to one of your panels i'm
1: I, you don't know how hilarious they are
0: i i i i, I got put in imagine. the timeout
1: chair. you don't even know what that means oh my god you can only guess
0: <laughs> one, one no, of these days.
1: panel was on um, foam work and advanced techniques and that one was moderated by rocket props but V cosplay and i were both um panelists on it as well and it was very dense very informative too we had a wonderful time talking shop with people right One of these days you're gonna have to you know I, I know burst that bubble and come and join the party because like we have fun at panels like i i gotta say As much fun as LineCon 2020 is, because I always have a blast at LineCon, I should know. I just came back from Disney World. That's like the LineCon 2020.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Which meant that it was way easier to wait on lanes of packs. I was just like, Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Wait time is only like an hour? talk to me when wait time is 300 minutes. I'll be out of Star Wars. You know, like... (laughs) But like (laughs) the panels at PAX were genuinely where it was at. I had so many great panel experiences at PAX. And this is like a big deal because I've gone to other conventions. Like, you know, there's some conventions. I'm not going to name names, but there are some conventions that are more about the expo hall than the panels. There are some conventions that are more about the cosplay and photography than the panels. But there are some cons where, yeah, the Expo Hall is dope and you're going to have a great time, but that is not the extent of it. And if you are only going to the convention for the Expo Hall, you are missing some significant things. And I feel like PAX is always one of those cons. And not just for like the main stage events. The main stage events are really dope because that's usually when like large companies like AAA titles will make cool announcements. Like, it was, I think PAX East... It was either last year or the year before that they that um they announced Borderlands three at PAX.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe it would last. And that year.
1: was like that was a big deal because no, like it had been rumored, but nothing was official until boom, here it is, Borderlands three, and that was just straight up announced at PAX. Like that was what kicked everything going. Like all of the gaming websites were like, "Dear internet, did you know this is a thing?" Um, but like. The panels that happen at PAX that are done by non-studios are hands down some of the most entertaining or interesting or topical and relevant panels that I yeah. have seen like ever. The diversity in gaming panels always top notch or like they had so many like, here's how to write a good story. Here's some good d d stuff like the content and quality is always out of this world and it's just like. It's something that I cannot recommend enough is going and checking out what's available and what interests you because it's some of the um, most diverse content that I've seen at a con, like, period, stop.
0: Yeah. Honestly, like, I was just so wrapped up in doing work and, I guess, getting stuff to create content that I just didn't really heavily look into the panels. Like, I knew you were holding a couple.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, pro-
0: I profusely apologize. I didn't go to them. I'm sorry. Please don't hate me.
1: Well, I'm just sad for you. Cause they were really fun.
0: Yeah. Um, I and- hope
1: that you and the listeners will consider heading to some of them because like I said, every year is substantially worth it. I mean, last year, and this is like my own personal, like depression that I didn't go. Cause I didn't know it was existing. Um, Brian David Gilbert of Polygon fame.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh he did a panel at PAX that was absolutely mind blowing. I didn't even know it existed because it was like a last minute add-on. But he wound up doing the perfect Pokerap, yep, which was yep. like I I've seen cause they streamed it. I saw the entire yeah, panel it, yeah. start to finish and I was like, This is what PAX is to me. Is this kind of like bonkers nutso stuff that is just iconic the second it drops?
0: Yeah. And I was reflecting about this with my friends that were there for only one day. And it's like, so four days, was it worth it? And honestly, (laughs) it was. I had it saying something to me where I'm saying that packed East this year was 10 times more fun than New York was. Primarily because I was so bummed out in New York because I couldn't find you. I couldn't find any of my friends that I wanted to hang out with. That's what bummed me out the most. Like, I got to... I mean, again, we couldn't find each other at this con. It sucks. But, like, I did get to hang out with a bunch of friends. And that meant the world to me. Like, having a lot of people congratulate me and just, like... I had, I had a little bit of imposter syndrome on Saturday where I just felt like...
1: Everyone has imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, where I felt like, oh, I don't deserve this. Like, everyone thinks I'm awkward and creepy. And then my friend Dylan just reassured me as like, no, you do deserve this. You're a good bean. It's okay. (laughs) And that made me feel a lot better. But I mean, I'm also considering like just to try to get life stuff in order, like cutting back on con. So.
1: Well, listen, at the time of recording, this is apparently the time to do it because whether you wanted to or not, Covid nineteen is just cull cons left and right. So,
0: yeah, that's the thing. I was also going to mention. So, a couple of people did pull out at PAX. Um, specifically, yeah. Sony don't pulled out with The Last of Us. And I mean, don't of- worry;
1: they still had adverts up, but it just wasn't.
0: Yeah. Big. So, I mean, for those unaware, the coronavirus is taking the world by storm. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone the world with internet by... knows
1: that you're not yeah. going to be the one. This is not breaking news right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, coronavirus has been canceling cons left and right. Uh, the GDC, I believe, got postponed. Emerald City Comic Con just got postponed.
1: Yeah, that'll be in the summer now.
0: And it was supposed to happen next week. Yeah. Oh, boy. People were not happy. I because think... of, Because of worries that they can't get their flights refunded.
1: I mean, well, they—it's airfare. Airplanes are actually doing a pretty like the different, um, the different uh, services are actually doing a better job now, given oh, good. the circumstances. I know a lot of people have met with initial challenges, but if you just call the, um, if you just call your airline, they should be able to help you out because this is obviously an unusual circumstance. Um, but there are like there are conventions like. People are um, people starting to email like Gen Con and Dragon Con, both of them classically summer conventions, like both of them in like August, being like, Are you going to have your convention? And all the representatives are like, We don't have any reason to believe that five months from now we're going to be in such dire straits. Like,
0: this, like, this is still going to be an issue.
1: Worry about March, April. We are so far away from like August that it's yeah. laughable yeah don't go borrow and trouble people it's i mean it's just the classic everyone's (laughs) terrified because it's a lot of unknowns right now
0: yeah so like it makes sense for the cons that are immediately happening like right now to get canceled postponed whatever but like yeah like cons like dragon con new york i mean you got a ways to go so
1: new york i could see more worry than dragon con to be honest with you Um, Because Uh, traditionally, um, these sorts of like illnesses tend to flare up the most during cold weather events and then recede a little bit during warm weather events. Not because warm weather kills the germs, but because more people are outside. They're not like staying inside and infecting each other with their like illnesses and stuff indoors. Right. Um, So... I mean, I'm based on what I've been reading. I'm like, I think the summer is going to probably see a cool off phase. And I think the fall is going to see a resurgence again, just like every other cold and flu season trend. Yeah. It's just scary because it's new and there's not a lot of information available. And that's totally a reason to be worried, but definitely not a reason to be panicked.
0: Right. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would love to attend PAX again next year. Possibly con But maybe.
1: can I just, like, can not. I give, like, the smallest of shout-outs for the people who worked at the BCEC at PAX?
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know if you yeah. saw,
1: but first of all, there were so many more, um, like, hand sanitizing stations in, yes. like, every flippin' nook and cranny of the building, which was amazing. Yeah. But that's not the thing that blew my mind. The thing that blew my mind, and it must have been so bloody warring, but the BCEC had personnel with like Clorox wipes and like disinfecting wipes, whose job it was, was to stand at the handrails of every escalator and just like hold disinfectant wipe as the escalator handrail just like word passed. And that was their job, was to just disinfect. And that was so cool. Like, they didn't mess around. They were like, we know that this is a scare. We know that people are not necessarily going to be the most healthy. So how can we take mm-hmm. some measures to diminish public contact points and make it so that's a little bit safer? Did Concred yeah. still go around? God, yes, it always does. But, like, seeing those kinds of measures is, like, one of those, and this is how it's done moments for me. Yeah. Certainly no replacement for washing your hands and taking your own individual safety precautions, but it was just really nice to see a convention taking an active role in keeping everyone safe.
0: Very seriously. I agree. Yeah. Very interesting. A lot of, a lot of people wearing face masks and I'm not sure to some degree, there were people that were legitimately somewhat sick and did wear them for the safety of others. Like my friend did. And I guess, others wore them just for the sake of I guess, trying to protect themselves, but I'm not sure if that really helped. And then helped. some
1: of them were just Akali cosplayers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm sorry.
1: It was just like low-hanging fruit I had to.
0: Go for it. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Sunday came around and um,
1: That's I when won't... I got to do all of my expo hall walks really yes because on saturday i wore toothless with the giant wings and i can't can't be going through an expo hall with giant wings i tried wasn't successful yeah no no
0: yeah uh my last my last appointment i had on sunday there were a couple of other things that i did that i'll go over uh for my next pax eat episode because i'll be with my friend Dylan that I spent a lot of time with at the con where we got to do a couple of things that were really cool, like trying out a game and trying out a live demo of a game where we didn't play the game itself, but we played a live demo where basically the premise was they set up a little crime scene where someone was murdered at a party and we had to figure out who killed the murdered person. What game was that? It was... Scene Investigators by EQ Interesting. Studios.
1: Interesting. Not the game I would have thought.
0: Yeah. Uh, Board game? No, it's a PC game. Interesting. It's on Steam. Yeah, we got all the questions right. And they cool. rewarded us with an extra little sticker. And they gave, we gave them on our emails. And they said, we'll email you the full story of this party that happened where someone got murdered that you solved the questions for.
1: I do like murder mysteries. Yeah oh totally apropos to nothing like i spent the majority of my day over at the tabletop section oh oh my god they were demoing some just ill ill games they were demoing medium which is just a fabulous game um bicycle had a booth and i don't know if you're familiar with the company that's a lot i know you're familiar with the company bicycle like the cards like every playing card that you've ever held in your hands. That's, that's owned by a company called bicycle. They make bicycle deck cards. Like, okay. You can't even, you can't even like joke. But it's like one of those things that you like, most people don't even realize. Anyway.
0: Okay. It's like yeah. the
1: official U.S. Uh, card company. Anyway. So they started making board games. Oh. So they had a booth and I literally spent 15 minutes at their booth. The best way I can articulate it is I yelled at them about how much I liked one of their games. <laughs> because a friend of mine demoed it at PAX East, or not PAX East, um, PAX Unplugged. And then sight unseen, I was like, well, my fr- I trust my friend's recommendation. Boyfriend, who's at PAX Unplugged, and I am not, please get a copy of this game. So we did. And then I've played it since quite a number of times. It's called Tattoo Stories, and it is so much fun it's like everything i it's all of the whimsy that i lost having played cards against humanity too much like you know how you put like cards against humanity is all about shock value and once you're over it it's like not as much fun right but like tattoo stories it's not shock value but it has that same like fun element i don't know it's just like it's just a good no i get it yeah yeah um I'm a big fan. I literally yelled at Bicycle for 15 minutes about how much I love their bloody game. Like the only way I could talk about it is I yelled at them for 15 minutes. <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm selling you back your game. You already know how good it is. You don't need me sitting here like crazying at you, but it's really good. I need you to know that it's so good. And I tell every human that I can and who will listen, that they should get a copy and play with like their three to eight closest friends. Cause it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Listen, it's not since Mysterium that I found a game that I could get this hype about. And the believe is good.
0: I believe it. I trust your hype level. I trust your judgment.
1: Well, cause I'm not, I'm not some like Arkham horror fan. Like Arkham horror is fine, but like, I like games that can be played in 15 minutes to 45 minutes. If it's longer than that, I'm out. I yeah. do not have the attention nor the time
0: to mm-hmm. play a
1: sustained long board game. Please. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. I do like a good game that makes me want to play it for three hours.
0: Right. So my last appointment on Sunday was with a company called Audez Ardezzy Headphones um oh i know
1: those yeah you know those oh yeah i feel like we have a set
0: of their headphones
1: yeah
0: yeah so they were talking about me you know how like you know they they're the group of individuals who have a lot of experience in the audio industry and they wanted to step into the gaming industry and they just wanted to show people like you know how they're going up against like competitors like logitech hp headphones like the one i'm wearing right now where it's like why people want to quest people will submit question, like why does a pair of headphones cost so much money and their their gimmick is that they want to justify the price where it's like it's not just because of like all oh, the colors or all the led lights with the cat ears and the ones that razor has like no they care more about the sound quality and <laughs> part of me wishes my brother was here because he's more into the audio engineering like music entertainment side so like the guy was giving me like his sales pitch of like describing some of the stuff some of the technologies that they use for their headphones and i was just like smiling and nodding like trying to get my freaking notepad out and i couldn't find my damn pen and i was just like i respect that just so you know, some of the terms you're using flew right over my head, and he's like, "I get at that a lot. This is just my sales pitch." Um, really so the nice. The reality second-
1: is, when you're working with high-performance gaming headphones, you are oftentimes talking about higher price points, and so many times, like the people who have the money to buy these, you know, dollars to five hundred dollars headphones they know what they're talking about. Like they've done a lot of their research. So the people who need to be doing the sales need to come correct with like, okay, why these and not those? Like it can't just be like, gone are the days where we can say like, oh, well, these are noise canceling. It's like, who cares? Every set of like mid tier and higher headphones are noise canceling. Like you can get $75 headphones that are noise canceling why is your three hundred and fifty dollars headphones Bingo. worth
0: it? Yeah, and like so that's these, probably
1: why your your sales rep was like giving you the business because
0: and I appreciate that. Like, assuming I assuming
1: that you are that guy who did all of the research and wants since, to know.
0: Yeah, since since I started podcasting, I've taken more of an appreciation for like microphones and headphones. Like, I want to say these were like eighty to a hundred dollars. These headphones. And there's, again, where they were at the price point you were at or mentioning. And I asked him, like, would you recommend these headphones? Like, I don't primarily use headphones when I game. And even if I do use headphones, they're, like, the, the white pairs that I get with my iPod from Apple. <laughs> but, like, as someone who doesn't really game with a lot of headphones, would you recommend this for someone who does stuff like I do, like, podcasting or, like, audio stuff? because I was thinking of my brother, maybe my brother would like a pair of these, Like, oh yeah, absolutely so now in the back of my head I'm thinking maybe down the line there should be a future purchase for me sometime within the next couple of months, because I mean, honestly yeah, it's pricey but I mean, I can manage I'm going to tell
1: you my like this is like so ridiculous parable, Uh, when I was flying back from Disney I was like I don't know. It was something about the flight was just really messing with me. I was like starting to get like panicky, and my boyfriend had bought three hundred and fifty dollars headphones, like noise canceling, top of the line, like really nice headphones.
0: What brand? Um, uh, I Bose.
1: will have to look that up another time. No, I don't think they were Bose. Um, but he bought some nice headphones, and he like he has his gaming headphone headset. And now he has this like really nice headset for when he wants to do other things that aren't gaming related. And so he put them on me. And suddenly, like, there was no sound. It was just the sound of watching Law and Order SVU on JetBlue, <laughs> And it was so like it's stupid how much of a difference it made.
0: Like you know, yeah. you're
1: sitting there, you're like, why does it matter on an airplane what the sound quality is? especially when you're freaking out and all you want to do is watch your stupid law and order. It's dumb. However, having, I was just so we're clear, I was the cheap one and I was wearing children's headphones that were like $15 on Amazon. Like so like cheap, cheap, cheap. And the difference it made was like incalculable. I was just, I felt calm. I was in my little oasis. And I was just like, yeah. man, I'm going to have to start saving money because this was a really good experience.
0: Like, yeah. Next, next embarrassing. Couple of, next couple of paychecks because now I'm in recovery mode because I was like, you're not going to New York Comic Con. This is your Christ, excuse to go too. crazy. This is your excuse me. to go crazy at Pax East.
1: Who has money anymore? Jesus.
0: But I'm like, you know what? After those headphones, because he made me try them out. In two different areas, where one area where I played a couple of matches of easy simple CSGO with the yeah. headphones on, and then I also listened to some music quickly on another pair of headphones. It is damn good sound quality, I have to admit. And so I'm like, you know what? Thank you for this. I'll have to definitely look into getting a pair and you know, maybe use that restrictively for podcasting, and then I could swap these headphones in and make these premiere with gaming. I don't know, but i really appreciated it and um yeah he gave me his card he gave me a little, a little like mini mini card of like the headphone model that they had yeah and like the prices and like cool i know what was I'm the gonna-. price
1: point of um of these ones
0: give me like five seconds i left it All in right. my brother's
1: room I literally count. one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi four mississippi Five Mississippi. You are now a liar. It was more than five seconds.
0: <laughs> hey, come on now. Um
1: It was like, okay, I know.
0: I was just being a tool. Don't worry about it. So it looks like they had three modeled on display, and it looks like two of them included like an attachable mic. Nice, but nice. The one that I would get probably that doesn't have a mic attached to it is the L C D one uh three ninety nine.
1: Okay, so that's probably a good like.
0: There would another here. yeah. That's, there was, that's
1: getting into the luxury headsets.
0: There would another one that I guess includes the mic, which is also three ninety nine, and then their high end one. Let me read this: the world's first audiophile gaming headphone, the LCD GX, delivers the best possible sound for analog audio purists. Eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, that's what I think of when I think of, like, high-tier headset is going to be, like, close to a grand. Like, you can really play it out as, like, low-tier is anything lower than 150 a headset. High-tier, uh, mid-tier is in between that and, like, 500, and then the high tiers would be, like, 500 and up.
0: Yeah. Like, the one I'm looking at is engineered for critical listening, the LCD-1's light compact form factor let you take your music every, anywhere.
1: See, the advantage of going to a con and listening to these headsets is you get to see like the gambit of their, what they're offering and you get to see it in comparison with one another. So you can really see like some people are like, well, is like, you know, $800 difference going to really make or break my gaming experience or my streaming experience. And for some folks, the answer is no, it's not. I'm going to go with the lower price, but for others, it's like, I need something really sensitive. So I need to go with a higher price. Like. I don't know, it's it's all about what are you looking for and what are you in the market for and what do you have the money for? And unfortunately, those high-tier things are a little too rich for my blood. Heck, the mid-tier are too rich for my blood. I literally went flying with $15 Amazon headphones. But yeah, now I know to save my money because I learned that any good mid-tier noise-canceling headset is worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to get the... uh lcd one the one that doesn't have a microphone because i mean the one that does at the same price it was uh what we got here voted ign best high-end gaming headset of 2019 the mobius features premium audio quality and true sound true surround sound processing yeah
1: it's worth it to check the reviews and see if the microphone quality for the detachable one is as strong as the one that's included just like you know anything else i feel like when it's part of the package it tends to perform better than when it's in uh it doesn't se-
0: yeah it doesn't seem like the one that i'd be getting cunned with a microphone at all or even had like a jack for it but the other two do
1: yeah i mean and at that point you're you're going to be married to reviews because there's really no other way of determining yeah.
0: I mean, these are fine. The
1: literature is not going to tell you anything. That's an x right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, these are fine. And each came with a microphone attached to it, like attachment. I'm like you probably see the hole right here. Yeah, but eh, it's fine. Um, let's see. Did I cover everything? Well, not everything, because I want to save some stuff for other episodes. But um, overall, Pax East. What do you say?
1: Oh, are we giving it, like, a star rating?
0: Well, did you have fun?
1: Oh, yes. Very much so. I always have fun at Paxi's. It's my home con.
0: Yeah. Same here. It was a very humbling experience to go under my own content. Uh, Again, thank you, everyone, for believing in me and supporting the show and the blog, and I get to Pax people for supply me with the media pass um i had a lot of fun uh i hope you guys enjoyed the post that came out so far uh i know i could have done a little better with the photo taking for the cosplay itself but again
1: in your defense the bcec is a bit of a rough venue when it comes to photography
0: yeah yeah um but if i do i will definitely try to go again next year um Katsukan is a call is a toss-up. Yeah, I'm feeling that too. You're doing like toss-up or Yeah, not-
1: I'm KatsuKon is lovely and I always have a lovely <laughs> time, but it I suffered deeply that cheerleading effect where it was like when everyone is up here, top shelf, great costuming. You don't get to appreciate it as much because it's just too much dense in one zone. So I'm just like, I don't know. All I did was walk around and occasionally take photos. That was all I did at And
0: That's yeah. cool.
1: But is it worth the thousands of dollars getting me out there to do just that thing?
0: Yeah, because KatsuCon for me is only a con where I got to see a lot of cosplayers and friends that I've made that are from various parts of the country. And like some even came from Canada that I got to meet during one KatsuCon. Primarily, that's just like a go see a bunch of your friends that you may or may not see at New York. <laughs> and it's just like when I got the media pass for PAX East, it was just like, Oh, holy shit. I guess I'm going to PAX East. But then it was like KatsuCon was cause I found out in December and I was still weighing, like maybe go to KatsuCon this year. But the fact that Katsu and PAX East were so close together and I didn't want to take out too much vacation time from work. I was like, I got to do one or the other. And I obviously went with the one that gave me a free ride.
1: I so. think you made the better choice, frankly, because um, I went to both. I love both of them deeply. I think I preferred Paxi's this year. I think there was just oh, a, yeah. lot, a lot more positivity, Um, a lot more just that was accessible to everyone. And I just found that horrifically with the major um, folks that had to cancel their booths at PAX East due to um, COVID, they, instead of having like these massive gaps in the expo hall, what the convention did was they rearranged the expo hall so that there was greater space in between booths. So Ah. that made it, so that travel was a little easier. So like the major arteries were more open so people could walk more freely. And having come from, Katsucon and then Disney World where it was like there is n- only crowds there's no convenient <laughs> walk space like being able to just go to pax and be like man there's so much space to walk was like there was luxury
0: there was I was surprised. And, like, I had, I had gotten used yeah, to... When
1: Sony doesn't show up, they just take all of Sony's space, they divide by how many, like, rows they have, and then they're like, here's a math problem. Enjoy the space.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I would definitely go to Pac East again next year, and we had talked about, in the last episode about New York, how, um... I guess the Javits Center is under renovation. Still. <laughs> oh, Javits! You poor delicious baby. Because apparently she explained to me my guest, um, like she told me, like, you remember where the artist alley originally was before it was moved downstairs? It was like, yeah, it was in that like somewhat grayish lit area.
1: Yeah, I loved I, that space. It was so much better than it was this year. This year blue.
0: That the location they had for artist alley, I think they it was the second year in a row they had that location. I hated it. I didn't like it. Because there's a
1: basement location, there's no air circulation whatsoever.
0: That section at being renovated, not the downstairs one, but the original art of the original
1: section was this like area off to the side of the Javits Center that was just very well lit. It had a lot of good natural lighting, it had like some really good spaces for photography. And what's more is it had a really good um, access to an outdoor courtyard ish area where a lot of people would just like hang out when the weather was nice. Yeah. And so a lot of cosplayers would just like go in that area, both for photos, for hanging out. There were some kiosks that had food. Like it was a lovely space. And I was very sad not to have it this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My guess was like, you know, Look
1: at me having this vague encyclopedic knowledge of the Javits as if I knew. <laughs>
0: yeah my guest was like i'm probably gonna skip new york this year and like i'll probably go back in 2021 when hopefully the chavits is no longer under renovation because i see, god If knows. i
1: missed it it's because i'm going to a larp um not for you know making a political statement but we'll see
0: how many years i mean i I'm, I'm pretty much gonna go to exists. yeah i'm pretty much gonna go to a wedding and then hopefully hopefully if life works out in a way where i get a new job by october uh maybe i'll be in a better mindset (laughs) i mean last
1: year my new york comic con was entirely defined by the um cosplay competition which was fun but that just meant that like since that was all i did on saturday i like kind of didn't really explore the convention that much um it just meant that i didn't do a whole lot so i was like oh okay well new york was okay but i was like oh wait because i wound up not doing a whole lot on saturday which is when i was supposed to do a bunch oh well i was too nervous i know this is crazy that every now and again i get nervous for stuff but like i really wanted to do well at the cosplay contest and you did i did do well so i mean it was stupid to be nervous but like, win-win situation it was it was a win-win situation i have my i have to put my medal somewhere it's like i'm so proud of it (laughs) my baby But I need to, like, put it somewhere nice because I don't know what to do with it
0: other than put it
1: somewhere nice. I have to, like, make a box.
0: (laughs) Put it in a beautiful box. I got my media pass hanging right by my desk to be a little reminder. Like, hey, yeah, you earned this, son of a bitch. You're not a...
1: I know Pax hard. is really sweet. They like, so if you're a panelist, instead of giving you a panelist badge, because some conventions will just be like, whatever, here's a panelist badge, they give you a special guest badge. And when you walk around with that spagh, your special guest, you just spug-est? like, yeah, we just call it spaga. Spagh. Spagh. Yeah. You're just like, hold oh, on, thanks, I... Pax. You think I'm special.
0: Oh, yeah, and I just realized I'm looking at my lanyard. Oh, yeah, Uh, I got another cute little, uh, like, a chibi uh, Riku uh, pin for my lanyard. I bought that. Um, Yeah, I bought a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, 10 out of 10 would go to PAX East again next year.
1: 10 out of 10 will go to PAX East again. Don't you use the future conditional on me. Future 10 only.
0: Okay. I will go to Pax East. Like, because Kat, at this point is a how many people are going to go that I know. Is it oh, worth hard going? Thing.
1: Hard same. Can I get another hotel? Like, hard same. That is very, like, if dependent. There's a lot of if coming off of Katsukon, but um, Pax East is not an if. That's a bloody when.
0: That's It's a one hour train ride. I can go from the airport. It's 15 minutes away. <laughs> it's fine. And,. I will go next year. I will attempt for another press pass if things go well.
1: And you will and go you to will... every single one of my panels.
0: Yes, I will have you bully me and text me. And it's like, where I are vote. you, you you're
1: you not Well, <laughs> I shouldn't have to bully you to get you to go. My panels are uh, fun. and I know
0: awesome. they're fun. I will, I will make a concerted effort to go get to it. a goddamn I panel. I know because I will try to manage my time a little bit more, especially now that I have the experience of doing media for a convention. Like I know what to expect, yeah. but we talked a lot. We had a lot of fun reminiscing. We're certainly made up for the time that we didn't get to see each other at the con. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, there are two more episodes that will be PAX eccentric. So I apologize in advance if i'm regurgitating the same stuff i mentioned today sorry not sorry this was just a lot of fun and i want to put out my best work to show that like i do take this seriously and want to create uh great content for you guys so thank you as always mink for being a lovely guest a lovely co-host of sorts and uh if they want to go find your work where do they go
1: uh, you can find me at Mink the Theater on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, Store Uh I don't have TikTok and I don't have Snapchat because I'm not less than 20.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Shade. Oh, shots fired. Oh, shots fired. And uh, yeah, you know where to find me. Uh, my end card. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review and feedback. You can also support the show through Anchor's listener support or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash lightningpalace. For more cosplay news and coverage, visit the Lightning Palace on Blogspot and follow Lightning Palace on Twitter and Instagram. See you all next time!